What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into our last spooky episode of October, coming at you hot and heavy the day before Halloween. So close. So close. Yet so far. Monday to Halloween (laughs) being on Monday. But I guess Halloween was on Monday last year. True. And everybody probably did their Halloween parties this weekend anyway, so they probably are already deep into the Halloween as it stands. True. But regardless, it is Halloween adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very excited. First things first, happy Halloween. Happy uh, Halloween. I hope that you have a lovely Halloween. I hope that you do all of the things that you'd like to do. Watch all the scary movies that you'd like to watch and eat all the candy that you'd like to eat without making yourself sick, of course. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys have a great Halloween and I hope you guys have had a great October as well. Um, I know for me and Roche and we were talking about how we didn't feel like we did everything thing that we wanted to do in October. It felt like it just went by extremely fast. Right. But it was still great. If nothing else, the vibes are always immaculate in October. And for that alone, it's always a good time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also shout out to all the spooky memes that are always in circulation every October. (laughs) They really do get me through both my day and my work day. I just appreciate everybody who's out there, you know, doing doing the Lord's work and spreading those good memes. Putting them out there, (laughs) putting that goodness into the world. But today, for our last episode, we decided that we wanted to do something a little bit different than what we had been doing for the previous episodes of the month. First of all, I will say, uh, we hope that you enjoyed all of our choices that we made this month. Uh, It ended up kind of working out that we touched almost on like the, the staple halloween villain archetypes or what have you uh we got to do werewolves we got to do zombies we got to do witches and Mm -hmm. we did supernatural entities as well (laughs) which is i it also works for me personally so that was fun that mm-hmm. was that was fun for us to to get to dive into those movies, dive into some classics, but also some newer hits. But we kind of wanted to take it back to a childhood staple for this episode and one that I think everyone is familiar with at this point, maybe if not this specific one. At least one of the books in this series, I'm sure you have either read or heard stories from. And honestly, I was very excited about it because as you may or may not know, when October rolls around, I always lean back on childhood nostalgia. It always makes me want to watch like Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Like these, all of the childhood staples, I am immediately in the mood to watch 
as soon as October rolls around. And so this book was also fun to go back to because I have not read it. I I mean, I don't think I've read it since I was a kid. Me neither. Like, this is probably the first time since grade school that I have cracked this book open. No, same. Elementary school, I think, was the last time that I, I, I laid my eyes on these words in this, <laughs> in this sequencing, because obviously I remember stories from this, but I don't, rem- I, I remember the gist of them. I didn't remember exactly what, how they played out or how they were exactly in the book. Mm-hmm. I was honestly surprised at how much I remembered. Um, mm-hmm. Not really story-wise, but I think imagery-wise, which we'll talk about later as we go in there. The moment I cracked open this book and saw some of these illustrations, the way that it jogged my long-term memory was insane. Yeah. I was taken aback by how quickly I regressed to my grade school years and just remember flipping through this book and just looking at all the spooky pictures, not really reading the words, but mm-hmm. like flipping through and being like, ooh, that looks scary. Ooh, that looks scary. I, that, that's how I remember first kind of like falling um, into interest for this book mm-hmm. is just like scrolling through it. The illustrations are iconic. Simply put, they are... They are that bitch. I do love the illustrations. And I think that's the thing that I normally remember the most about this book is the cover, the original cover of that guy's head. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's like his side profile. But it's got like the the red and blue like on his eyes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is the, the version of this cover that I think I remember the most about this book. I remember the illustrations in some of the illustrations inside it. As soon as I saw them, I immediately remembered that feeling. It like transported me back. But I will say the new cover, I think you, the version that you have is the same cover that I have for mine. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same for me personally uh, damn. as the profile. I don't mind it. I don't think it's a bad, uh, cover by any means. I actually like it, but there is mm-hmm. some nostalgia very much attached to that original image of that head just in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. Um, very, very stark, very just draws you in. I agree. It's such yes. a good cover. Yeah. Cause the new one is, uh, it's like a guy running through grass and he's screaming. It's still a great image. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That 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 first one, I just remember the fir- that first one. I actually did think that was quite scary. Like the first <laughs> one when I when I saw that when I was younger. Um, and then also, of course, there's the version of the book that I think also has the cover from the movie as the cover. So there's a couple different covers. Oh, on this book I haven't now. seen the movie version one. Oh, it's like it's it's Harold from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's the one that's like now a motion, now a motion picture or or something, which is true, but also I don't know why that feels very dramatic. Because <laughs> right, it's, it's not like a no- a novel where the whole story is a motion picture. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it's just one of those things where it's such a household name. I feel like, especially for millennials too. 
Like, mm. even if you didn't read this book, you, you've seen this book, you've heard of this book. Like, this book, I think, for, like, most people will jog some kind of memory, which I think is pretty cool. I think so, too. And I think it's a great introduction for younger kids to tiptoe into scary stories Mm -hmm. because i know that is something that's fun when you're younger and you're at a sleepover or just hanging out with friends everybody always wants to tell a scary story and i do think that these ones are nice in the sense of they're not too intense they're quite short they're still pretty bleak though at times they're still dark yeah but not so much so that i think that you'll be having nightmares about them they're kind of just nice little quick flash in the pan types of stories where it's kind of fun in the moment but nothing too crazy i think where it's gonna like be traumatizing for anybody thankfully not because like a lot of these are stories that are meant to be told with friends like while you're hanging out um with even instructions on how to tell these stories at least in the versions that i think eric and i both got Mm -hmm. um so these are very much not only it's not just a title it also is kind of like an all-encompassing phrase of like what these are it's like these are stories to be told scary Mm -hmm. stories yeah so Basically, what we will be doing today is we will be going through all 29 scary stories to tell in the dark, Mm -hmm. uh, giving you our thoughts and our breakdowns on each ones, telling you our likes and dislikes. And by the end of it, we will tell you our top five stories from the book and the ones worth maybe telling to your friends, although they're already going to know these stories. Sorry, (laughs) it's in the delivery. You can still deliver it good or whatever, but they're going to know the stories already. Um, But without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and jump into spoiler territory. So, homies, you have been warned. But today we're talking about scary stories to tell in the dark, originally printed in 1981 written by Alvin Schwartz, with illustrations by Stephen Gamel. There are a great many scary stories to tell. There are ghost stories. There are tales of witches, devils, boogeymen, zombies, and vampires. These stories have been told for thousands of years and are told even to this day. And in this book, you'll find a collection of tales to give your friends a spectacular scare. Insert stolen body parts, several severed heads, and ghoulish dead man dance breaks here. This book contains several spooky tales catered for young readers. But are these simply children's stories? Or haunting reminders of what we're truly afraid of. Also, meet Idoti Walker. End of story. Okay, so going into our first story. So you're right. It's actually, this is split up into, this book is split up into sections. Mm -hmm. These first stories that we're going to be talking about are all in the (laughs) chapter (laughs) where basically they are 
are stories that are meant to have jump scares. Mm -hmm. And so all of these ones, they tell you how to deliver the jump scare, which it's jarring to read, but makes sense when you think about the fact that you are supposed to be reading this to other people. You're not supposed to be just reading it alone on your couch like I was. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so they all have a little ending gotcha moment where you're mainly just supposed to scream. Uh huh. <laughs> to scare your friend, and I was like, "That's fun." I, it's so cute. It's fun. I, I liked it. For some reason, it reminded me of like those books that you'd read to learn magic, like Magic for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they just walk you through, and so you're like, oh, "Okay, that's how you do it." Um, yeah. I, I appreciate that, especially for the age demographic that this is, you know, catered towards. Um, perhaps they might need a little help in terms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I I think it was I think it's cute um, for what it is. I I will say these first some of these first two stories, I think, don't have that same just you, you can't bite into them as much as you can. Some of the other ones, because some of these stories don't really have an ending because the ending is the jump scare. Exactly. So. It's fun, but if you're looking at it from just a reader's perspective and just a story perspective, it's not the most thrilling story because, yeah, all of it, all it's meant to be is just a boo, (laughs) like at the end of it. Gotcha, bitch. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it is fun though, if, if you were to be telling these. But let's start with our first story, which is The Big Toe, which is our basically, opening story of this entire series this entire like book franchise the big toe is the the big starter of it all so (laughs) which it's a lot of i don't know i just feel like it's a lot of pressure to be the first story and i will say i do think that this one is a well-known story at this point Mm -hmm. um but this is definitely one of those ones where it doesn't really have an ending (laughs) like you just kind of put this ending to it by screaming but it 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 also has two variations that's what i was gonna say it's like it doesn't have an ending but it also has an alternative not ending to it (laughs) which i prefer the alternative ending yeah you know funny enough the alternative one is the one that i remember the most Mm -hmm. Uh, but i will say this particular story is also the big reason why i got transported back so quickly into the land of nostalgia um because i i was very shocked that i remembered this one and i do kind of think it's because it's the first one thinking back my young self probably read the first story got bored and then (laughs) just went and looked through the pictures but i feel like i've read this first story several times and it was very fun to go back to it yeah it is a it's a fun it's a fun um concept basically though weird weird. okay yes because the basic concept is a young boy is digging in his garden and he finds a big toe and thinks yummy yummy yum yum like i think he's like oh i gotta eat that toe so he pulls the toe out and it he it takes him a while but he gets it out he brings it to his mom who also says oh i'm salivating mm-hmm. yes i'll cook this plump toe so th- apparently this toe is big enough for her and the dad and the little boy to each have a piece and then the corpse comes and like 
back from the dead looking for its toe and scares the little boy. The little boy hides. So in the original ending, the little boy hides under the bed and then the like corpse is basically just getting closer and closer with the where is my toe? Mm -hmm. The alternative ending, which I don't remember. I remember the original one. But the alternate is actually that the boy finds a strange looking creature in the chimney and like has a conversation where basically the creature is like, I'm going to scratch you. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to swallow you up. I'm going to bite your bones. And it's, I think <laughs> that that bars. Yeah, truly. But I think that that is pretty creepy. Like this idea of finding a weird thing in your chimney and it's telling you what it's going to do to you. However, I will say they don't quite connect because I'm like, well, who is this? Who is the strange looking creature? It's not the toe is not connected to the creature. Like it's like, it's another creature in addition. Right. To the corpse. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's almost as if it stole the creature's lunch or like the creature was saving yeah. that toe for later. <laughs> and then he's just like, Hey, I, I, I'd spent a lot of time and effort growing that toe. How you just going to come into my garden and snatch it from me like that? Yeah, it's yeah, different. It's, it's, it's strange. <laughs> it's strange. But I mean, the whole story is strange because they are finding a, a disembodied toe and just deciding, mm -hmm. yeah, this looks like a great meal. Like, that's just strange. Yes. Um, but I will say I do like this story because I feel like from a storyteller's perspective, this one feels like a fun one to tell. Because mm -hmm. like the whole like, where's my toe? You can have so much fun with that. Yeah. And I think that's where uh, the heart of this story is. And so like, although it's weird plot wise, I think as something to just t tell as a fun story, it's pretty cool. I agree with you. And also we will be giving each story a rating. Do we want to rate these stories out of toes? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I am not opposed. <laughs> Let's rate them out of toes. Let's do it. Perfect. Okay. Well, for me personally, the big toe, I'll give the big toe four toes out of five. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and give it three out of five. Okay. Toes out of big toes. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely we can we've got better stories coming up, but I, I kind of agree with you on the sense of I think the big toe is one of the funnest to tell as a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I give and, it that. Yeah. And it, for me, it serves as kind of a baseline for the rest mm -hmm. of these where I'm like, this to me is a solid story for this collection. And so yes. I feel like a lot of the other ones are kind of in relation to this one. Mm -hmm. But that leads us into our second one. The walk. The walk. Um, I didn't like this one. <laughs> I yeah. don't like the walk. <laughs> wasn't really a fan of this one either. The whole premise is someone's uncle is walking down the street and then they come across another person who is also walking down the same street or road or what have you. Mm -hmm. And they just continue to walk in the same direction. Yeah. Like deep into the night, just both progressively getting more and more scared, scared. of each other for yes. no reason. Every time they look at each other, they get more scared. Yeah, they just continuously get more scared of each other. And then at the end, you just jump scare. And like, I think the whole mm. idea is to build the tension of something happening between these two people as you're telling the story. 
But I also did not like this one very much. Yeah, it's it's also one of the shorter ones. Um, I was confused. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I I don't know what I thought was happening. But I think you're right in the sense of it's just you keep saying, oh, they were scared. Now they're very scared. Now they're really scared. And you keep saying the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and building it up. And then literally the end is the man was terrible scared of my uncle and my uncle was terrible scared of and then it just says now scream so yeah i it's it's not my favorite i would probably give this one i'd give this one like a one toe okay i'm i'm at <laughs> one and a half toes okay yeah but i do love i was excited because i do love that this story starts with my uncle and it almost start it's one of those stories that you tell as if it happened to someone to you, you know yeah i liked fun. that i th- i liked that but yeah it just it didn't go anywhere but i i like when it's told you tell stories from a perspective as if it happened to you or happened to someone you know even though it didn't right love that those always used to scare the shit out of me and people are like yeah a person that i knew yeah, i know cousin. a person who knows a person who knows a person and i was like oh my god that's so close to me like <laughs> i think it happened to me <laughs> um but all right next up we have what do you come for mm-hmm. uh the scary chimney story i like what do you come for i I like the idea of this crickety crackety thing kind of dropping down. It's another thing where it's something in this in the chimney, but it's like an old lady who lives by herself and she wishes for company one night. And this basically skeleton, not skeleton, but this corpse comes out of the chimney, but like the feet first. And and so she just kind of keeps seeing this big gangly guy come down and then he fucking starts dancing <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, who do you come for? And he says, I come for you. And I don't know. I think that this one is so strange, but s- the idea of this tall, stringy looking guy just dropping out of your ce- ceiling and dancing Mm-hmm. It's very, very bizarre. <laughs> Look, it's the dancing that took me out. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I was like, I was all about it. And then he started dancing. And then my brain went, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what I like about this one is I think the imagery is really good, especially mm-hmm. with the partnering illustration for it. I think this one, even though it's short, it's very easy to visualize everything that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that I could see someone doing like, a minute and a half short feature of and just like actually shooting this one yeah um because like the imagery is so visceral and the way it's described even though it's for a kid's book you can really picture a lot of these details Mm, and it's and not only that but yeah the the idea of like the pieces falling and then he puts himself together i think is so interesting like it's it's such a compelling visual idea of just imagining being this woman and watching this happening in front of you, I think would lead to, yeah, a super striking scare. And this is another one that has a jump at the end, but I think that this one works really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you say, I come for you, you're supposed to like literally jump out and scream it at, just pick one of your friends and do it to them. And yeah, I think that this one works 
really, really well. And it's scary to think of just like an old woman who is just a little bit lonely and just offhand makes a comment that she would like someone to stop by. And then, (laughs) and this man said, okay, okay, baby, I'm coming. I'm you up. I'm on my way. (laughs) It's like, okay. But I actually, um, what do you come for? I would actually give, what do you come for? Like a five, five toes out of five. This is oh, one of my, wow. this is one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I might have to disappoint you then. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, but I'm going to get, I'm still going to give it a three out of five toes. Okay. I, I like it. I do like it. It's not my favorite of the stories, but I think it's a step in the right direction, especially for the jump scare ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. But this next one, I think, is also a pretty popular one. Uh, and it's also one of the longer stories within mm-hmm. this book. This one is Mitai Doti Walker. Yeah, this one, I very viscerally remember this picture of this guy's head. This <laughs> is burned in my long-term memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great, it is a great picture. It's just, it looks so just disturbing because it's just a severed head just on yeah. the ground. Um, but it's like, you see that image, then you go into the story. And so like, now you're picturing this thing as you're reading through this tale. Um, but this is like one of the first of a couple haunted house Mm -hmm. stories that are in here where it's mostly about people being brave enough to stay in a haunted place long enough for a prize or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this one, we have a boy and his dog have decided to attempt the haunted house um and while they're there the boy starts to hear singing and then the singing is coming from some disembodied voice somewhere Mm -hmm. but his dog starts speaking and responding in song yeah to this voice that's coming out of nowhere yeah this scooby-doo ass dog (laughs) this scooby-doo out of nowhere (laughs) starts singing um and it's eventually just like a, a back and forth back and forth until finally the dog disappears the head is there and then you know it is going to attack you and you scream at your friend yeah Uh it's like they keep they keep getting louder and louder and the dog says linchy kinchy kali molly dingo dingo Mm -hmm. Uh, uh. (laughs) translation (laughs) Uh. that's what they're saying the whole time the boy is shook and actually the dog dies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sorry warning like dog death warning the dog dies from fright when the bloody head falls out of the chimney dog looks at it takes one look and goes and <laughs> dies which is crazy because were you guys not duetting for the last <laughs> seven hours with each other and now it's too much to take <laughs> yeah this story is another just strange one but I I feel like you're right, and like this is a very memorable one, and another yeah. one that seems like it's probably a lot of fun to tell. Like True. if you're if you're about this story and you give an A one performance of this story, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, because I mean, it's got everything. It's got severed heads. It's got singing. <laughs> it's got haunted houses. You got the whole gambit here, really. Right. Um, the song itself, though, never understood it would love to know what it meant or what it was in relation I, to. I just think if I heard I this is a story that I almost 
I feel like you're right and that it would be fun to tell, but I almost prefer just reading it because I think if I heard this out loud, I, it would make me giggle just because <laughs> I feel like the person who's telling it, having to loudly sing these words would make me laugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because at one point it's just like a lynchy can't you call? like it's so <laughs> much and so that would be a little bit silly but it is a good story it's a crazy premise I I think that I think I would give this one three and a half toes out of five okay uh, I'm gonna give this one a three okay. three out of five toes that's fair. And then a man who lived in Leeds is actually a rhyme. Mm-hmm. It's like a poem. And it was another one that ends in a scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like this poem. I I think it's a good, like it's a it's a good poem in and of itself. The imagery in it is really is like really creative. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is another one where I think it would just be fun to say i think this one would be a fun person to be the storyteller and just like recite this yeah no that's true i i feel like as i was reading through this this one initially i was harsh on just because it wasn't really a story and it was a Mm -hmm. poem um and it just kind of caught me off guard i was like wait a minute i thought we were telling stories here i thought these were scary stories (laughs) um but i mean going back to it you're right the i do think the um poem itself is pretty good um Mm -hmm. the rhymes are very fun and the imagery attached to said rhymes is also pretty good especially for like a children's rhyme uh it's not it's not bad it's not bad i don't Mm -hmm. know i think i think at first glance i was giving i was giving it a little bit more flack than perhaps i should have right i will say i the, the last four lines the and when the door began to crack it was like a pen knife in my back and when my back began to bleed i was dead 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 indeed i think that those are bars i think (laughs) smash hit those are i those lines i think are so good but i will say that being the end and then even after that you just going ah screaming is is weird to me yeah the ending (laughs) they do lose me there with the actual jump scare yeah because you already turned the lights out you're supposed to turn the lights out before you say I was dead, dead, dead indeed. And I think that that would be enough. Yeah. Um, didn't need the ah, but that's just me personally. <laughs> um, but as far as the poem goes, like I said, I really like this poem. I'm, I'll give it, I'll probably give this one a 3.5 out of 5 too, just because although I like the poem, it's, it is just a poem. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. I initially, I was thinking a 1.5, but I think I'm going to bump it up to a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. We actually have another one too. An old old woman, all skin and bone, is another poem, basically, um, mm-hmm. that also ends with a scream. Are you surprised? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say from the bat, I this one was harder for me to latch onto because I cannot read music, and so I wasn't sure the tune of this one, right. and it made me sad because I feel like I wasn't fully. <laughs> getting the whole story because i wasn't singing it correctly Mm -hmm. i like what i like about this 
little story though is it's like this old woman is just so sleepy she's me for real because she (laughs) walks all the way to the church and says oh gosh i need to stop and just rest and then she walks five more steps after resting and then says oh i need some more rest and sits down (laughs) and, and chills again uh but the whole thing is that she sees a corpse on the ground that looks all the way messed up and she asks the preacher she's like oh is that what i'm gonna look like when i'm dead and the preacher goes yeah yeah, you are. You're gonna <laughs> look rough, check. and that's the end of the story or the song, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, the the moral of this one is just getting old is scary. Yeah, ah, they say, ah ooh, <laughs> yeah. But it's a, old age, uh. truly. But it's you're right. I think it would be nice to know the tune of it. I'm sure I could find it if I had like not to look it up but and they do like they do literally at least in the versions we have they give the musical notes that so if you can read music you'd be able to siphon whatever the sound actually is supposed to sound like Mm -hmm. yeah but i i don't like this one as much as the previous one so i would probably give this one like a two 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 toes out of five yeah that's that's fine i don't fear old age so i'm giving it a 1.5 out of five <laughs> i'm ready yeah let me rest let me rest after every step um <laughs> uh the next chapter are um the ghost stories mm-hmm. so we're getting out of the jump scares and we're getting into these stories that have full beginning middle ends yeah, uh, the yeah. first one is called the thing not to be confused with John Carpenter's The Thing or The Thing from <laughs> Outer Space. Um, but this one is actually a pretty cool story. Um, and and actually really scary. I thought the imagery of this one to me, I feel like, especially if I was younger, might actually freak me the fuck out because it's two friends, best friends, who Besties. they're best friends this is very important i mean i guess not really but it just uh, puts emotional weight stakes. on the relationship <laughs> best friends have been since childhood and they're outside just chit-chatting and inside of the field they see something crawl out of the field and stand up Ooh. what and it's they think it's a guy they think it's a man but they can't tell because it's so dark and it keeps just reappearing and then at one point they start running and then it starts chasing them. And when they finally see what it is, uh, they see that it's a skeleton, bit like a very just skeleton-esque looking thing. And then Ted, <laughs> bestie Ted, gets <laughs> sick and dies a year after that happens. And Sam says that the night Ted died, he looked just like the skeleton saw. So it's almost like they were seeing the future. Like it was like that was Ted. Yeah. It was like a premonition, like a a ghost coming in warning. Yeah. Very spooky. Very spooky. It's definitely scary. It's such a jump from going. I think the book is one formatted in a great way, but it's it's such a stark contrast to go from the jump scares into the full on stories, because like now that there's like characters and like plot actually moving things along, not to, you know, not to say that it wasn't present in the other ones, but and it told in a different way. Um, I think these more complete stories definitely resonated more with me. 
Yeah. Um, and this first one I thought was really good because I just thought the whole idea and the way it came full circle was very fun. And I know a couple other stories later on will adopt a similar format, but I was mm-hmm. here for it. Like I was, the thing did its thing for me. The thing did do its thing. Uh, another thing is that that is a very prevalent theme throughout this book is these stories where it says, meet Jim. Three weeks later, Jim dies. It's, uh, th- that is a very <laughs> popular. Yeah, don't get too attached to Jim because he will be sick and he will die. Uh, that is another thing that's very popular within these stories, uh, which I think is what adds a little bit of the like grim stakes to it that might be scary for children. But I would actually give the thing. I would give the thing five toes out of five. This is another one of my favorites. Okay, very nice. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.6 out of 5. Okay, that's fair. Um, That takes us into Cold as Clay. Yes, yes. This one now. Romance, kind of. Did did actually really like this one. I thought this was a fun one. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because the idea is very creepy. Uh, We have a farmer who has a daughter, and the daughter falls in love with a farmhand, funny enough, named Jim. Don't get too attached. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get too attached. The farmer is having nothing with about his daughter uh, falling in love for Jim, so sends her sends her away. uh, So Jim can't be with her. But then Jim gets sick and dies. Mm -hmm. But this is not the end of the story because on one fateful night, Jim finds the daughter, comes to where she's staying, and says that her her dad is calling for her takes her on a whole ass horse ride all the Mm -hmm. way back home where the daughter appears at the farmer's door the farmer opens up the door and says what are you doing here well you sent jim for me no i didn't turns around and there's no jim dun 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 because that's the yeah she doesn't know that jim is dead uh also, she at one point touches his head and tells him that he feels cold as clay and wraps her handkerchief around his head. And when they take the corpse out of its coffin, the handkerchief is still there. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this one, is, <laughs> this one is also a good like this one to me isn't as much scary as it is kind of more on the sad side of Mm -hmm. things in my opinion um but i do like the whole idea of because we know we know jim is dead and i love the way that it's just kind of written that oh jim was at her door and and that it just is though that's just the way it is and we although we know that we already as the readers know that he's dead and so it's just so interesting to see the way that this story was written because mm-hmm. it's like this, the twist is already there in the beginning, yeah. but you still have like half of the story where it's, it's just acting like this is totally normal that Jim, Jim showed up that they're riding on the horse, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, because the daughter is the only one who does not really know what is happening and what has happened. But I, I I like that. I like that we kind of just get to be along for the ride, even though mm-hmm. you you can map how this story is going to end. Right. I still think it's a it's a fun story. True. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm actually give this one four point five out of five toes. Okay. I really like Cold as Clay. 
gonna give this one four point no just four just four four point zero out of five toys (laughs) sounds good moving right along then we got the white wolf Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I the White Wolf isn't bad. I think it's just okay. Yeah, same. That's how I felt too. Didn't hate it, but didn't like love it. Yeah, it's uh basically just about uh this guy Bill who they have a wolf problem, and they start saying for every wolf you kill, we'll give you ten dollars, and he a wolf killing machine. He says, Can't say less. Stopped. Yes, say less. I will kill every wolf in sight. And he does. And then he says, I will not kill any more wolves. The next day <laughs> decides that he actually is going to kill more wolves because there's this white wolf that is being very elusive. And Bill waits out one night to kill him. And then Bill like doesn't show up the next day. And they go to check on him. And he is just sitting there with his throat slashed gun Mm -hmm. still in hand like he didn't even have a chance to get a shot off which that part to me i thought that that was pretty spooky just Mm -hmm. the the idea of him just sitting there like sitting in that same position yeah throat slashed is intense (laughs) yeah after we've seen him go to town on all these wolves the Mm -hmm. resident wolf terminator just completely stopped in his tracks yeah and then that's a, there's an implication that the white wolf was almost oh there to get revenge upon right. jim because after this happened not jim bill <laughs> jesus <laughs> Got jim on the brain sorry jim <laughs> i apologize um yeah to get revenge on bill for how many wolves he had killed because once this happens the wolf is never seen again yeah and i like also a, like that idea yeah it's like a revenge specter or something mm-hmm. like that yeah I, I like it too i think it's like i again i think the story is fine it's just like there's nothing about it that wowed me per se mm-hmm. um so although i like it it's just not one of my favorites yeah same i would give this one three Mm, like 2.8 toes 2.8 uh, mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with two i'm gonna go with two out of five toes okay. that's fair uh next up we have the haunted house which is one of the longer one this is also the picture from this one i think is the image that i remember the most the illustration of that woman mm, with like mm-hmm, half yep, of her same. face melting off same yep because mm-hmm. like it's it's a whole page like it's an entire mm-hmm. page and you're just flipping through absentmindedly, and then you turn to this one, and it's just bam, right there in your mm-hmm. face. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a good like image. This one is actually kind of like a uh, a scary one, but it's also a nice one because by the end of it, justice is served, and it feels really <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. It's one of the few ones that I feel ends on a good note. In the sense of, besides the funny ones, because there's a whole chapter with, like, funny stories. Mm. Um, This one, though, is one of the few where I feel like everybody gets what they deserved. Besides the lady who was unfairly murdered, but she gets justice for that, uh, thanks to our helpful preacher who decided to stay the night in this haunted house. Um, Because, basically, this, this woman... They don't know who it is, but there is a a ghost that's been haunting the house. He stays there long enough and he actually asks her what she wants. And she comes up and she says, I want you to bury my bones, first of all, 
give me the respect I deserve. <laughs> and then she says that she wants him to expose the guy who murdered her. And if he does, then she will give him all of the money that is hidden in the house. And he does. And she does. And the guy that murdered her gets like hanged, I think. Or he goes to jail or something. I don't know. He I, gets his justice. Yeah, no, I think he... Yeah, no, he was hung. He was definitely hung. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was. Um, yeah, the preacher gets his money for the church. And she gets to finally have some peace. And yeah. I guess the house can go on the real estate market because it's no longer haunted. Yeah, everybody kind of wins in the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, here's the thing. I like this one a lot. I think compared to some of the other stories, it's slightly cheating because it's got so many pages to work with and a bomb ass <laughs> illustration. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to like this one, but yeah. I still do. I still enjoy it. It's good. And I love the the ending line where because at one point she grabs his coat and how it says the print of those bony fingers was burned right into the cloth. It never did come out. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That was spicy. I like that. Yeah. This one, this one's up there for me. I got to give it 4.8 out of five toes. Okay. I think I'd give it 4.5 out of five toes. Very good. Very good one. But that illustration, 5.5. Yeah. Five out of five. Easy. Easy peasy. Next, we have the guests, which feels very goosebumps to me. Mm hmm. Um, This is a good illustration as well. I mean, they all are, but I do like the, this one just feels, the ones that are just settings just always feel so different to me because this is just a, a drawing of like the house. Yeah. It looks kind of like the house from Courage the Cowardly Dog though. I'm not even going <laughs> to It does. Um, but this one is like more of a creepy tale than it is scary. A couple are just on the road. Um, they need a place to stay for the night. And then an elderly man and woman offer them uh, the uh some rooms in their place uh they really want to pay for it and they're like no no it's fine so they come in they have a nice chat have a nice evening in the morning they still leave them some money and go and you know head off into town Mm -hmm. um but then they find out from the townspeople that apparently the house that they had stayed at burned down years ago Mm -hmm. and they were like no way that's not possible so they go back to the house and lo and behold, is nothing but a, the scorched remains of what what was once a home. Mm-hmm. But the kicker is the money that they left on the table was still there. Was still sitting there, thankfully untouched. Could you imagine if they came back and the money was burned and it's like, why? <laughs> like, come on. That wasn't <laughs> like, necessary. Come on. We could have used that. But yeah, because and also the people who lived in that house also died in the fire. Mm-hmm. So not only was the house magically there but the people that they had conversations with this ghost woman baked them cake she made them coffee they were having a good old time honestly not the worst case scenario if you have to deal with ghosts this is not the worst kind of situation you could be in you needed a place to stay they provided one for free Mm -hmm. she made you baked goods you had coffee you had a nice conversation and then you were on your merry way. If you didn't find that all out, all that stuff, that would have just been a very pleasant interaction. Like, right. This is the best case scenario you can hope for with a ghost. Absolutely. You know what does creep me out about stories like this, though? And like mm-hmm. stuff like this and like Blind Manor 
It's just the implication of the that particular night, what you were doing in relation to the real world. Like if somebody mm. drove by that house while mm. they were having their grand old time with a ghost, like what did that look like? What did they see? Mm-hmm. Right. That like part I'm, always spooks me. Imagine you're like, oh, let's like let's let's get a little frisky. <laughs> and what is yeah, because are people who drive by, are they going to see nothing there? Are they going to see the house? Or is it just going to be you having sex in the middle of the burned down house <laughs> that a, an old woman, an old man died inside of? <laughs> are they just going to see that? You do have to wonder what the outside... But it also seems like there's nobody go, even really goes in this area anymore. So that's true. Because, yeah, were they eating cake? Or were they eating right like gross dirt like a like dirt a dirt patty <laughs> that they thought was a piece of cake an ash burger <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a it's pretty a pretty standard story but still told well uh this one for me is kind of like right in the middle i feel like mm-hmm. i would give it maybe like two like 2.5 out of okay out of um five Alright, I'm near there. I'm at 2.8 out of 5 toes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Speaking of, well, not toes, but speaking of body parts, (laughs) (laughs) this next section is called They Eat Your Eyes, They Eat Your Nose. Uh, This is just about all kinds of things. So we're getting into stories that are just about different different scenarios. Uh, But we have another song, the Her Song. Mm -hmm. This is fun. I like the Her Song. I think that this is a particularly creepy one for a child The because it's basically saying you're going to die. Uh, eventually, you will die. You will be put in this hearse. You'll be put under the ground. Worms will eat your body. Your body will turn to like pus and and just gross. And like you will just be that when you are dead and when you're dead you will be suffering for the rest <laughs> of your life is basically what this song is yeah you know what this <laughs> this song feels like the type of thing an older sibling tells to yeah. their younger sibling who's like i'm gonna live forever and they're like oh really <laughs> guess what really happens to you guess what uh, also the and pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it on a slice of bread, and that's what you eat when you are dead. Disrespectful. Stop. Stop. <laughs> that's the You're doing too much. Like, you don't have to do all that. Not only am I going to die, worms are going to eat my body, but now you're telling me that I'm going to have to just taste shit and piss in my mouth for, <laughs> for the whole rest of my, like uh, for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Relax. I'm a child. <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> I'm but a girl. Leave me alone. Um, and I will say too, unlike the other song, I feel like this one, the tune, um, I've heard a couple different versions of this song, mm. but they all kind of follow the similar, like kind of like circusy carnival sound. And I feel like that coupled with how grotesque some of these images are a mix for mm-hmm. a very spooky song yeah no i i like this one a lot it's very very dark <laughs> um i think i would give the her song i would give it like a, a 3.8 out 
I think, out of five toes, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go at a 3.2 out of five. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. The Girl Who Stood on a Grave, I love this one. (laughs) I really like this one. This one is fun. I I enjoyed reading this one because I kind of remembered the story, but not the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ending did get me. That was a that was a nice twist at the end. Yes, this one has a good twist. Basically, some teens are hanging out at a party, and they one of the guys is like, "Don't ever stand on a grave after dark. The person will pull you like inside of the the grave will pull you under." There's a girl who says that she doesn't believe that, and that's silly. She's not afraid. So they tell her to go out and stand on a grave and stick a knife in the grave to let them know that she had stood on top of it. And then she could come back and they would like give her a dollar or some shit. Um, So she goes and does it, sticks the knife in. And when she goes to leave, she is pulled back by something mm-hmm. and she freaks out. And then when they come to check on her later, they see her dead laying there on top of the grave and she had stuck the knife in her dress and died of fright because she thought that something was pulling her but her dress was just caught on the knife that's unfortunate truly unfortunate (laughs) i mean that is just like the worst case scenario that 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 could have been for a dollar (laughs) for a dollar like i yeah he literally says i'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave cost her her life god damn yeah i mean like this one obviously not so scary once you reach the end but i feel like as you're reading it it does a good job of making the story seem scary and Mm -hmm. i think even you as the reader are kind of in the in the girl's shoes of like oh no i the things got me by the leg and the fact that it just cuts to the next day um i think is very smart because then Mm -hmm. the reveal just feels more like oh damn really that's what happened this is also one of the more realistic stories in the sense of that could happen where shit just goes wrong and unfortunately it ends up with you dying because that is something that could very much happen to someone where they say that they're not scared of something and then something happens and it scares them so much that they have a heart attack or something like <laughs> that arrest. shit happens and so i feel like this one is just scary because it just feels very much like a realistic thing that could happen i, I mean i guess so this is another one that is falling into that ter- territory of like god what it would have been like to just be a passerby while this story is <laughs> happening <laughs> just seeing this girl freaking the fuck out yeah. because she has pinned herself to the ground right. i'm also like how strong was this knife like I think if you had given a little bit more resistance, your dress probably would have just ripped through the knife. Right. Or the knife would have ripped through your dress. But the logistics, scared, you know, they're scared. not there, but that's not what these stories are about. Nah, it's not. And I love this story. I give this one five toes. You give them five? All right. Five I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit meaner. I'm at like two point five out of five. That's okay. That is very fair. I think that this is a only because it's silly. I think yeah, that's my biggest it's factor. It's just, it's too, it's a one step too silly. But I just, um, I don't know. Something about that twist. I didn't see, I didn't see it coming. I didn't, <laughs> I really didn't. Um, but, okay. A new horse. I didn't speaking, like this one. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of silly, this one, again, veered very much into too silly for me. Um, this one, we have a witch story. <laughs> where... <laughs> Uh, basically a woman just comes to these two farmhands room and turns one of them into a horse 
every night. <laughs> yeah. And then just, just rides just, them around. <laughs> just rides them around just for fun. Just because. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to figure out why this one farmhand is so tired, he swaps places with the other farmhand who finds out what's happening. Oh, snap. Because he also gets turned into a horse. However, he figures out this horse, this horse changing system so mm. that at one point she gets off of him. He somehow gets the saddle off of his body <laughs> so that he is no longer a horse. Then we are meant to believe he very stealthily puts that saddle onto the woman witch who then turns into a horse. He gets her new horseshoes, sells her off to her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who then takes the saddle off and it is revealed, oh my God, it was the woman the it whole time. My, but my horse wife. <laughs> <laughs> my horse wife now has horseshoes in her human hands and feet. Um, and that is a new horse. Bro, what? It's so wild. I had no idea where this was going. And yeah, it just kept getting crazier. And every sentence got wackier and wackier (laughs) and i said please where are we going please i want to get off (laughs) i want to get off this ride because first of all i will say this illustration slaps as well um (laughs) but strange horse but i kind of want this like (laughs) like on my wall because it's just so wild this would kind of be a fun tattoo actually (laughs) yeah Truly, I feel like if you were like a, a person who likes this book and also likes horses, you should get this specific <laughs> horse tattooed. Share, share us your your horse wife tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the horse wife because yeah, he once he switches with her, yeah, just casually is able to learn the spell, turns her into a horse, rides her how to where she lives he doesn't know who she is they've never met her before goes to the specific farm that her husband (laughs) is at so that he can trick the husband into basically giving him a horse for free because he (laughs) trades the wife for a new horse and the husband's like yeah and yeah she just turns back and that's the end of it what i I mean i i just think that i think you're right this to this to me feels very much like a a weird episode of like a cartoon um i don't quite get it i don't quite understand i would probably have to give this one like one one toe i i really (laughs) did not i did not enjoy this story very much at all (laughs) all right i'm right there with you i'm at one and a half out of five toes not not my favorite wacky but <laughs> i can't can't, I just can't. <laughs> uh, but next up we have alligators another one that is uh kind of weird and it's it's the story itself is simple <laughs> but the idea <laughs> is kind of weird wait what <laughs> cuz i'm just looking over the horse story again <laughs> and the fact that the witch rides him to a house party and it says there's a lot of music and dancing. They were having a big time inside. Like that's why she turned him into a horse. So she could go to a party by herself, left her husband at home. Like and she has horses at the farm. They she have has other, other horses. horses. Oh yeah, that's so true. Why did you need to turn someone into a horse? You already had horses. I'm sorry. We go to the note. I just that caught my eye and I forgot that I forgot that, that was part of the story is that she literally brought him to a house party and like hitched him up outside 
You know what? I take it back. Five out of five. The story is brilliant. It's a masterpiece. All right. But next we have alligators, which again, simple story premise. Um, we have a, a woman who marries a man from somewhere far off. Mm-hmm. Um, they have kids together, but he has a strange habit of every night he goes out swimming. And some nights he'll be swimming for the entire night. No explanation. He just does it. And then as soon as the kids are old enough to learn how to swim, he does the same thing with the kids. Goes out in the middle of the night, goes swimming till God knows how long. All of a sudden, the wife starts telling the townspeople, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I think my husband is an alligator and he's Mm. trying to turn our kids into alligators too. Of course, the town thinks that she's crazy. But then one day she comes running into town, drenched in water, letting everyone know that, hey, my alligator husband and my (laughs) alligator kids just tried to sink me in the in the pond and force me to eat raw meat to also turn me into an alligator please send help Mm. of course they think that she's crazy but then it turns out the family is never seen again Mm. however all of a sudden fishermen are now talking about how they have noticed three alligators in the pond one big one and two small ones Mm -hmm. dun 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 I like the story, actually. I I do think the scariest part about it is the fact that no one believes her. She actually ends up being put into a mental hospital because oh, yeah. they think that she is so crazy and that everything she's saying is so ridiculous. And so her son, yeah, her son and her kids just go off on their lives living as alligators. And everyone just continuously thinks that not only is she crazy, but anyone who mentions the alligators are crazy because there are no alligators around here. Um, This is one of those, another one where the premise is really wacky, but it works for me in this story in a way that it didn't work for me in the other story. Um, Because, yeah, I I just something about it. I, I, the, the idea of all of this happening, although silly, for some reason, to me, this is more of like a spooky premise mm-hmm. than fully silly it's like i think it blends the two together much better because there are some things of like the idea of marrying this person that you think you know and and then they go to the river and swim all night and then they do the same thing with your sons and then they try and do it to you mm-hmm. that to me is is creepy like the alligator thing is the silly aspect them actually turning into alligators but everything else i think is just weird enough that it's like creepy weird and not just silly weird yeah i like i don't disagree with you my issue with this story mm-hmm. is just in it's telling a lot of it is hearsay where it's like i'm mm-hmm. letting you guys know that this is happening but like we don't get to see the creepy thing that's happening which mm-hmm. is a taste thing for me where it's just like my imagination of him just swimming around casually as an alligator isn't very frightening Mm -hmm. um so it just didn't do it for me in that way but this plot to me reminds me of like a so weird episode i feel like this would be the plot Mm -hmm. it's actually very similar actually to an episode of so weird i think that's also (laughs) why i like it (laughs) maybe um but it's still for me it's on the lower end just not because it's bad but for me Mm -hmm. it just feels uneventful 
Um, so I'm gonna give it like a like a two out okay. of five toes. I'll give this one a three point five out of five toes. Okay. And that moves us into room for one more, which mm-hmm. is basically just about um this guy named Joseph, who one night a car comes into his driveway and he turns around and it's a hearse and the driver rolls his window down and says, there's room for one more. And then the hearse drives off. And then the next day he goes to this build, this office building and he goes to get into the elevator and the same hearse driver is in there. And he says, there's room for one more. And Joseph says, I'll wait for the next elevator. And then he hears screams because the elevator then drops and kills everybody in the elevator dies. Yep. <laughs> and Joseph says, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the story ends. It's just this this like death basically coming to try and and get joseph and he is able to evade death and but everybody who was on that elevator does not and it's apparently a packed elevator so many people die yeah in this accident joseph was an unwilling participant in the newest final destination film yes um i and for that reason i love this story this one's like one of my favorites um, just cause like it's quick, it's straight to the point. The premise I think is very spooky. And then it's the way that it plays out is very bleak, very yes. grim. Um, our character survives, so it's like not all bad, but still the story itself is just a terrifying blip in mm-hmm. time to me. Um, so I really got this one's a five out of five toes for me. Honestly, same. Yeah, this <laughs> one to me is is so it's so good. And it's so short. You're right, so short and to the point, but still one of the more impactful stories. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it's funny because then it's followed up by one of our longer stories, um, mm-hmm. which the Windigo, which honestly might be the longest story um in the book. But the Windigo is all about a wealthy man who wants to go hunting in Canada. He finds um, a Native American guide, basically, who will take him and show him where to go. And they make camp. And a Wendigo comes in the middle of the night and takes the guide. Um, and it's basically just about how the business or the wealthy man is like, shit, to goes away as fast as he can, comes back next time, thinks that he sees the same guide. But when he goes to like interact with him, although it was at one point a man sitting there, when he goes to interact with it, it, he, it just turns into a pile of ash. Because the whole thing with the Wendigo um, and the kind of folklore before behind that is it's this, what they say happens is that the Wendigo comes and like, takes you away so quickly that it burns your feet and then like burns you from the bottom up Mm -hmm. and then it takes you up into the sky and like drops you and that is what is implied to happen in this story i will say this one is actually pretty scary i think this is one of the scarier stories just in the description of what Mm -hmm. is happening and the fact that we hear a lot of what is happening and don't see what is happening and the implication of what happened 
to um, DeFago, yeah. I feel like it's very scary. And this idea that then you see him again and you know you get confirmation that he is dead. Yeah. The the ending to me feels very goosebumps in a good way, where it's just yeah. like the reveal and like, oh, you thought it was one thing, but here it's another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Ashman. Uh, <laughs> I I I like the story enough. Uh, this one, although it's good, just wasn't mm-hmm. another one that just wasn't my favorite. Um, yeah. I think the storytelling is all fine and it's there, but for me, it was just kind of like a little bit above average. So it was like a mm-hmm. three out of five toes. Okay, I will. I feel like the like I said, this one to me was one of the scarier ones. I think particularly the part where he hears the voice of Defago, mm-hmm. just like in on the wind, and he's like screaming. Something about that is very chilling to me. Also, the idea of being alone in the middle of the woods and the one companion you had is now gone. Uh, that is also very scary to me. So I would give this one like a four point two. Close out of five. It's not my favorite favorite, but I think scare wise, this is one of the most effective. Okay, fair enough. Um, And then the next one is a bit of a change of pace because this one's a game Mm -hmm. as opposed to being a scary story. Um, This one's basically it's this feels like the formula for the the game that you play at Halloween parties where you get mystery boxes of things. And you have your friends reach in there and just feel things. And you're like, oh, this is brains or like, oh, this is someone severed, whatever, hand, mm-hmm. leg, what, blah, 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 blah. Or here's somebody's eyeballs. That's basically what this game is. And it's get, it, this whole story just gives you step by step instructions of how to present and play the game. And then it also mm-hmm. gives you suggestions of what food items to use to replicate these different body parts. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I liked it for that way. Like, yeah. it felt like a recipe out of a cookbook. It said it was just like something to do for a Halloween party. I thought it was fun. And it was very mm-hmm. different than the other things that we'd read up until this point. Yeah, I did think it was interesting, though. They have like, okay, his brains, you'll have a, a tomato. Eyes, grapes. Uh, like his ear, a dried apricot, all these things. And I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. And then they say, and his heart still beats now and then a piece of raw liver. (laughs) How? (laughs) Because this is like a meant for people who are younger and (laughs) a fun little game for them. And like, imagine going up to your parents and being like, oh, I want to try this thing with my friends. Like, oh yeah, I need yarn. I need ketchup. (laughs) I need a raw liver. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I think we could have found something a little bit more accessible for that one. (laughs) Maybe. But I mean, should one commit so hard as to do that? I, I'd be shook if, and a little bit upset if I reached yeah. into a box and touched a raw liver. So, you know, oh, I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> immediately I'm pissed. I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun game. Uh, I would give this one probably like a, a 2.8 out 2.8. of 5 because I can see how it's a fun game. It's just not something that I would ever personally like. This is the kind of stuff that I'm not super into. And yeah. so it's just something I would never see myself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, although it was fun to read it and be like, oh, that's cute. I 
wasn't that like into it or like excited about it <laughs> yeah no i feel that this is something that i would probably try at somebody's place but i wouldn't host myself yeah um but i'm still in, in the same realm like a three out of five toes mm-hmm. on this one okay which brings us into may i carry your basket could i please please may i good evening ma'am i just want to carry your basket that's very nice of you. <laughs> That's what. <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun because I just like how it's, she says, That's very nice of you. And that was followed by wild laughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, all right. So, this one, another short one, but a lot kind of happens in that yeah. where you got this guy in Sam. He um, it, it, He's out on a cold night. He's trying to carry this lady's basket. And then when she hands it to him, she sees that there is a severed head in the basket. And also the person who was carrying the basket did not have a head. Mm -hmm. And so now the severed head and the headless lady chase poor Sam and the head bites both of his legs. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. The head bounds through the air (laughs) on its own because it's not it never says that she's carrying her head in her mm-hmm. hands it literally says that they both are running after him so yes so, the head jumps onto his legs <laughs> it must leap in order to chomp on poor sam's legs my question to you is do you think that this head was rolling or was this head bouncing as it chased after sam i love to imagine that it was bouncing in a in a way that it almost lo- made it look like it had little legs like i cuz i feel like it bouncing is like gives me the idea that it's kind of like gaining momentum and like working its bounces up yes. until it can bounce high enough to chomp on one of his legs he shakes it off runs faster and then she bounce she's bouncing again immediately she's i just i would love to imagine that that is the method of travel same, same. for the severed head <laughs> but yeah like the story is not bad it's the ending that just didn't do it for me yeah. where she just gets nibbles on the leg which i very much assumed something far more nefarious was going to happen to him. Um, so I feel like Sam got off a little bit easy. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'm giving this one 2.8 out of 5 toes. Okay. I Yeah, I don't even mind that he just got little chomps on his legs. My biggest gripe is that after biting his leg, it just says then they were gone. Honestly, it took me... A, I, was, I thought there was going to be more. I like went through the pages. I was like, oh, and... I had to reread it to understand that they meant that the lady in the head just disappeared. Yeah. Um, that was not my favorite way of just ending the story. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then they were done, I guess. <laughs> um, they got so over that was, it. that was the only thing that was a bummer. I would, I would give this one like a, a 2.3 okay. probably out of five. Okay. Very fun. Very fun. But uh, we're in a new chapter. Mm-hmm. We're in the um, like urban legends chapter, basically, mm-hmm. because these are all stories that we have heard many times before. And they're all stories, though, that honestly, this is probably the scariest chapter. But that's just because they picked urban legends that are the scariest to me. Okay. And that I've heard a lot. Like, I remember hearing these stories so much when I was younger, like growing oh. up and variations of them. Okay. There's honestly, for me, there's only one in here that I'd heard before. 
um, with Ooh. a variation. Yeah, the rest okay. of these were new to me. Um, mm-hmm. But the first one in here, the hook, this one I remember from this book. Um, yeah. That was not an intentional rhyme, I promise <laughs> you. Um, okay. But it's mostly because of the imagery of the hook. Um, when I turned this page, I was like, oh, snap, I remember this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is the one with the couple in the car. They hear on the radio that there's an escaped killer out there and um, that he has a hook for a hand. Uh, one of the couples, usually the girl and the couple... It gets scared and decides that she wants to leave. They go home. And when he goes around, she hears a noise and then she decides that she wants to leave. They go home. And then when he goes around to open the door for her, he sees that the hook is lodged in her door. So he had been trying to get into the car. Um, there's like a couple different variations. I feel like on with this one about like where the hook is. Um, I've heard... Even there's like a slight variation of this story where it's like the couple is out and it's the same thing they hear about the killer and then like the guy leaves to go pee or something and then Mm -hmm. she hears a noise on the top of the car and she like thinks it's the killer and she drives away and then it ended up being like the boyfriend's body was like hung from a tree and it was like his, his feet. We're tapping oh, that, the top of the car. That sounds familiar. That one, yeah. that version actually sounds familiar. That's like a variation of the whole like killer with the couple out in the woods. Cause I don't think he has a hook. I don't think the hook is important in that. I think it's just that like the killer had escaped and he was out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I, this is one that I feel like I've heard. I heard so much growing up and I think it's great. I think it's a really good one. I think it's like a fun story and I think it has a nice little, like, gotcha moment at the end. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Like, this one for me feels like a nice cookie cutter, like, standard mm-hmm. campfire story. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It's definitely a good, like, ooh, let's tell scary stories, like, mm-hmm. late at night at camp. Like, it's the perfect one for that, especially because it's supposed to take place out in the woods. True. Um, I give this one, I give this one, like, a 3.5. Yeah, same. Probably. Literally the same. 3.5 mm-hmm. out of 5. Yeah, which brings us into the white satin evening gown, which this is not one that I had. I don't remember. I didn't remember this one. I didn't remember the story, but another picture that I did remember. I remember this dress. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it jogs a memory or two. Um, (laughs) But the story, this to me was uh, a reread for sure, because I did not remember this one at all. But essentially, we have a story of... A young man invites a young woman to a formal dance, but because she's poor, she can't afford to get an evening gown for that dance. So she goes to a pawn shop and finds a dress that she or she finds a white, a white satin evening gown It's very beautiful, very pretty. Mm -hmm. She decides to get that, takes it to the dance. She has a grand old time. She's dancing up a storm. Everything's going great. But then she starts to feel a little bit ill and decides to go home. And then turns out the next day, the young lady is dead. And when they try to figure out what happened to her, how did she die? It turns out that the dress had poisoned her mm-hmm. via embalming fluid because this dress had been stolen from a funeral home director or something mm-hmm. like that. And, yeah. and so there had been embalming fluid left over in the dress and when she danced and sw- and started to perspire, 
it mixed in and got into her body somehow and mm-hmm. killed her. Um, so it's like a cautionary tale of don't steal clothing from dead people. <laughs> yeah, um, the lesson we all have to learn in the our lesson, lives. The lesson we should all take from this one. <laughs> and it wasn't my favorite, I will say. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, okay, cool. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, it felt eh, just not eventful. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't feel like a lot happened. Yeah. It's like my least favorite one out of this whole section, I think. Uh, it's like a, I didn't know what to expect from it. So it was like an interesting surprise that that happened at the end. Cause I really didn't know where this was going. Mm-hmm. And I think it is kind of like a sad one of the sadder tales within these because it's the one where the girl our main protagonist is like she actually dies um but yeah it's 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 okay it's it's not like the most memorable like i don't know that i'll remember this urban legend and like take it with me after this so i'd probably give this one like a like a three a three? Okay. Yeah. I'm way less generous. I'm like 1.5 out of 5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah. No, that's fair. This next one, though, hey, this is one of my favorites. This next one, though, yes. High beams. Tell High them about beams. it. High beams. So this is the one about the girl who is driving home, and a car behind her keeps flashing their high beams at her. Um, it keeps happening. They keep leaving the beams on and turning them off. She can't shake them. They follow her all the way home. Soon as she gets home, she's like, call the police. Ah! Like to her dad. <laughs> and uh, Because the guy who was in the car following her comes out of his car immediately and starts to approach her what she 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 is thinking that he is starting to approach her and he has a gun when the police get there the man lets them know that the real person they should be arresting is the killer that had been hiding in the girl's backseat all along. And every single time that he would stand up to stab her or overpower her, the driver would flash the, his high beams because it would make him go back down. And mm-hmm. that is why he was doing that the whole way. That's why he followed her home and he saved her life in the end. This one is so scary to me because it's just the idea that you can get in your car and not know that someone is in there and like mm-hmm. maybe not realize it you get in your car you just start driving right away don't think about it i love the the way i've always loved that this is one of those stories where it seems like it's so clear on what is happening and right. then it turns out that the thing that you think is a threat is actually trying to help you and the place that you felt safe in your car well, that was actually the threat. Like there was a much bigger issue happening that you weren't even aware of. That to me is is always so scary. Yeah. And this is also the one that I had heard before. Okay. Um, and so I remember this story and I agree. Like the way that the twists and turns that it has are fantastic. The whole mm-hmm. idea is very like it's very timeless in that way because again, the car is safe space for a lot of people. So like this particular instance is something that I could see a lot of people fearing happening to them at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really scary. And uh, I think another five out of five toes for me on this one. Same five out of five toes. It simply must be. Um, but the babysitter is also a very popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 
basically the when a stranger calls <laughs> uh, story of them all, which you you hadn't heard before. This one, I had not heard this story before, no. Oh, wow. Okay. This one was the one that scared me the most when I was younger. I think every single person who heard the story was like, I'm never babysitting ever again. Like, nobody wanted to be a babysitter after the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, I've never had anybody, spread. like, tell this in person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This one is nice because um, everyone survives. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've heard there are different variations of this. Some of them were like the kids don't survive. Um, some of them where it's like the babysitter doesn't survive. This one is nice because all of them end up being OK. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like every 30 minutes, a babysitter gets a phone call from this guy who says like, like won't be soon now 30 more or like two more hours one more hour like i'll see you soon blah 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 yeah it's giving this countdown to something yes and so she calls the operator and the operator says next time he calls we'll try and track it she does so and they find out that the person is calling from the telephone upstairs get out of the house and as they go to leave the door upstairs open this to me is the creepiest part the door upstairs opens and this man just starts down the stairs and he's smiling at them. Mm -hmm. And they get out and the police end up coming in this version of the story. But just the idea that someone could just be in the house with you and just walk down the stairs and do whatever he had yeah. planned to do it's, is horrifying. <laughs> it's the implication again with this one, this idea that that man has been up there the entire yeah. night, just biding his time for whatever reason, mm -hmm. for tension, dramatic effect, what have you. Uh, it's super creepy. Um, and I do think the, the ending image, especially in this version too, of just like, the guy with a creepy smile, but like he gets arrested and I'm sure like mm -hmm. you still just see him walk off with that same smile. Terrifying imagery. Mm -hmm. um, definitely one of the scarier ones in this book. Oh, for sure. for sure. And like I said, this is one of those stories that I feel like made people so scared about babysitting for forever. It was this one and then the one with the clown that I feel like everyone didn't want the clown. Mm -mm, I never, heard that. That's the one where it's like a babysitter is at home. And she keeps going up to check on the kid in the room. Uh -huh. um, and there's a creepy clown in the room. And at one point, and like keeps every time she goes in there, it like makes her feel nervous. It like unsettles her. At one point, she, the parents call and she mentions the clown and she says like, hey, can I like move the clown? It's freaking me out. And the parents go, what clown? And it's, oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it's like a kill, like a killer who dressed up as a clown. Oh no! I've never yeah. heard that one. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two where I was like, "Guess babysitting's not the job for me." But <laughs> for this one in particular, honestly, I'm I'm also gonna give this one five toes. Five. Yeah, that's solid. It's it's a good one. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four point six out of five. Okay. Still up That's there. Good. Yeah, still up there for sure. Um, now we get into the funny stories. Yeah, <laughs> quote, quote the unquote. funny punchlines. Uh, across the board, all of these are like lower for me. Yeah. Um, not like here's the thing. They're all cute. They're all fun. They're all, you know, they 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 fit within this book. And I actually kind of like the idea of like a palette 
cleanser at the end mm-hmm. of like funnier stories. Um, but like just none of them really hit for me in the grand scheme Same. of things. And I kind of hate that these were the end. Like I I wish that these were maybe in the middle and we mm. ended with one of the other chapters. Just maybe, because yeah, maybe. these ones aren't as memorable to me and they mm-hmm. don't always nail they don't always land. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is the one that I, out of these I remember is the Viper one. Um, oh yeah, that one I just remember just because it's kind of funny. Like it's fully just a mm-hmm. like language barrier story. Of yeah. uh, a lady keeps getting a call about a Viper is coming soon, mm-hmm. um, and she freaks out because she doesn't understand what that means or who they are or who this Viper is. And when the Viper finally gets there. He is a window wiper who mm-hmm. has come to wipe her windows. Yep. This is the one that I heard from kids all over the playground yep. way too many times. All like, the time. <laughs> that punchline is the one that I, this is one that I remember. I forgot <laughs> it was from this book, but as soon Same. as I read this, I was like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for that, I, I give this one actually like a 2.5 out of five yeah. only because of nostalgia and like the, the punchline does make me like smile at least. Mm-hmm. I w- I'll rock with you on that. <laughs> I think, I think I'd give it a 2.5 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which then goes into the attic. <laughs> um, this one is just a story about this guy who lives with his dog and then his dog goes missing and then he hears a noise up in his attic he goes upstairs to investigate and then he screams and then someone this this story relies on the fact that you scream because it goes then he opened the door and and then you scream and then you're relying on someone asking why did Rupert scream and then you're supposed to say you'd scream too if you stepped on a nail in your bare feet okay but like what (laughs) what does that have to do with anything else we never learn more about the dog the dog nah. just goes missing and never comes back. That's nah. that's it. That has nothing to do with the rest of the story. All of that could have been cut out. And we literally could have just started at the part where it says one morning he heard something moving in the attic. True. <laughs> but like it's supposed <laughs> to be like this, this like, a red um, herring. like red herring, you know, like yeah. uh, we're leading up to a scary story. But actually, it's a funny story. Like that's the whole idea didn't hit for me didn't work Mm -hmm. like i get what it's supposed to be but the fact that it is reliant on a particular response it definitely loses some points for (laughs) me because you know what as someone who has performed before you can't rely on that all Mm -hmm. right especially when this particular story hinges absolutely is it, it is paramount to the story that someone asks what happened to rupert yeah that's too much of a risk it's too risky because you it, you have to say, why did Rupert scream? Not even just like, what happened? Like, it has to be, why did why, Rupert scream? Why did he scream? <laughs> yeah. So um, for the for the potential room for error on this story, on that punchline, it's a 1.5 out of 5. I literally was going to give it the same thing. <laughs> Works for me. We're in sync on these <laughs> We're ones. We're syncing up. But uh, that leads to the slithery D. The slithery 1 out of 5. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I mean, this one, it's kind of hard because it's only four lines, I guess, technically, with four Mm -hmm. accompanying images. Um, But it's literally about just three people 
or three creatures, whatever, three, three something standing mm. by, by the sea. Then two of them get snatched and one of them's very happy that he was not snatched. But then lo and behold, next panel, he snatched mm-hmm. and everyone was snatched by the slippery D. Um, whatever. <laughs> I, uh, what I like about this leathery D though, is I do love the illustration and I love that there is a picture that accompanies basically every line. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the best thing about this story is just kind of seeing it happen. It almost feels like it could just be like a comic and you could almost get rid of the words and mm-hmm. it could just be like completely visual. Yeah. That is what I like about this story. Yeah. It's, it's not, <laughs> like it fits in this book and i actually love the pages that it's on because mm-hmm. i think it's a nice breakup of everything else but the story still just doesn't really do anything for me so yeah. it's still going to be a one out of five okay i would get i'll give this slithery d uh 2.3 out of five okay okay um that takes us into aaron kelly's bones this is my favorite story out of this section uh-huh. um basically just about this guy who died and then he comes back and his widow is literally like, please, no, uh, uh, don't do this. The widow does not want anything. She's like, you look dead. You stink. Get out of my house. But he doesn't want to go back because he feels great. And um, she actually is dating a new guy, has the guy come over to hang out with her and her corpse husband. Um, <laughs> but the guy plays the fiddle and they try and basically get him to dance fast enough that his bones break apart. And he does. And then they rebury him with all of his bones together or like split apart. But it ends with saying that the widow never did get married again because Aaron basically cock blocked her so hard (laughs) that she never had another date after that. The pettiest of all the tales in this book. (laughs) (laughs) Like this one, it's just like, it's kind of a fun story, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's like neither here nor there in terms of like, overly silly or or like overly scary in any way but like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know it's just kind of a wacky tale uh for me still like again none of these really hit for me but i would give this like a like a 2.2 out of five toes i would give this one like a a 3.4 out of five toes i just i think this one is fun i think that the pettiness is was is so like kind of funny to me on everyone's parts and i don't know like the idea of aaron kind of coming back and just fucking with his widow (laughs) is really funny to me this idea that like she doesn't want him to be there and like he wants to be there but also part of the reason that he's there is is really messing with like all of the plans that she had post him like she can't get the life insurance yeah. she can't have fun with her date uh, uh something about that in the image of him just like cutting a rug in the middle of the <laughs> living room while all of this is happening is so funny to me <laughs> it's pretty funny so yeah I, I i i i like this one the most for sure out of all of them okay uh, for me, the next one is one I like the most. Uh, okay. I think not by a big margin over Aaron Kelly's Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wait Till Martin Comes is a fun, quick little tale of an old man is out for a walk and then it starts to storm. And so he takes shelter in the house. While he's at the house, he decides to take a nap. And then he periodically wakes up. And every time he wakes up, he sees a black cat. The first time, just one black cat which he, you know, chalks up to nothing. 
goes mm-hmm. to sleep, wakes up again. A second black cat, bigger than the first black cat, appears. And suddenly these cats are talking mm-hmm. and they ask a simple question each time. Shall we do it now? To which the newest cat will respond, no, let's wait until Martin comes. And this happens once again. Uh, the old man, of course, at first thinks he's dreaming. But as these cats get progressively bigger and continue to say, no, let's wait for Martin to come. The old man says, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave. And he dips out and says, you know what? When Martin comes, you can tell him I couldn't wait. Which Mm -hmm. the black of this story, the black of it all, Mm -hmm. I think I just love it for that reason. Good on you, my guy. Yeah, don't wait. Granted, you stayed past a single cat speaking, which <laughs> I still would be like red flag. But, you know, I get it. You're tired. I was it's a long say, night. Yeah. Like Shoot. when you're tired enough, you let a lot of things fly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he had the wherewithal to be like, oh, even bigger cat fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm out of here. I appreciate that. I appreciate the the survival instincts of mm-hmm. our old man here. This to me is the one where the joke lands. Like this to me is the only one where I feel like the little punchline at the end mm-hmm. lands the best. And so for that, I I like this story because I feel like when I was reading it, I wasn't super into it, but I feel like the end of this one is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, so I, I I enjoyed that. I, I would probably give this one a th- like a three. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'll give it a three. Well, three out of five for Martin. I almost wish that was the last one because then we get the ghost with the bloody fingers. Mm -hmm. And I don't, for this to be the ending story, it's just a little like, yeah, a little unfortunate on this one. Yeah, it's just all about this. Once again, it's like a room at a hotel that's that's haunted. And every time someone says that they'll go in there because they don't care about ghosts, but then they get spooked and then they get leave. But every time the boat, the ghost comes out, its fingers are bleeding and it's moaning bloody fingers, bloody fingers. And so everybody keeps coming in and running. And then finally, the last um, person who comes Checks into the room, brings out his guitar, begins to play. The ghost comes out and the man just keeps playing his guitar because he doesn't care. And then finally the guy gets annoyed and he says, cool it, man. Get yourself a Band-Aid. Mm. And that's how mm-hmm. we end the entire book, the entire bro. entire story. Get yourself a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. <laughs> That's how you deal with all forms of being scared or fear. Just get yourself a Band-Aid. Get yourself a Band-Aid. I feel like the whole premise of this one is supposed to be the idea that the guitarist isn't afraid of bloody fingers because he's a guitarist, which Mm -hmm. I think is supposed to be the punchline. Um, But it just feels weak, especially compared to like, even though Aaron Kelly's Bones wasn't my favorite, I do feel like we were on an uptrend Mm -hmm. with the funnier ones with Aaron Kelly into Wait Till Martin Comes. And I feel like on this last one, we just kind of fully go back in the other direction. We slip back into like, oh, that's it. Territory. It's not. It's so simple. The setup of it is so feels so similar to stories that we've had earlier. They were much better. Mm -hmm. And then for the punchline to just be like, oh, get a Band-Aid. Like if your fingers are bloody, get a get a Band-Aid. I don't. It just feels really weak (laughs) in the in the grand scheme of things of what it maybe could have been. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate since this is the last story, but honestly, I, I, I give this one like a 1.8. 
Okay, you're better than me. I was a 1.5, but <laughs> close. It was close. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, that is every story from the first uh, scary stories to tell mm-hmm. in the dark. Yeah, that was quite quite the ride. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some different ones, different ones than I had remembered there being. But I will say there was more in there that I that I actually really enjoyed than I was expecting. Um, So I would I would be interested to know your like top five stories out of out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like which ones were your favorites? And I'm trying to think I, I think I know for the most part what mine are, but I'm trying to decide like what my number one is because I had, uh, as you guys heard, I had quite a few that were like five, <laughs> five right. out of fives. But I'm trying to figure out like which one I'm like, ah, yeah. No, I feel that. And honestly, like I had I going into this, I had ratings for all of these. And a lot of these ratings have actually changed while mm. this conversation was going. So, yeah, my ratings did change while we were talking anyway. So it's a little bit jumbled now. But I think I have like my top five in no particular order. Okay. Um, I I would say for me, it, it's going to be high beams mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, room for one more. Um, the babysitter, mm-hmm. uh, cold as clay. Okay. And then on the bot, this is the only one that's probably ranked, but on the tail end of it, I'm going to put the big toe just cause that one, okay. that's my nostalgia one. I got to have it on that list there too. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to do, uh, what do you come for? Okay. The thing. Okay. The girl who stood on a grave. Mm-hmm. The babysitter. Okay. And then I think my number one would be room for one more. Nice, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think my number one is between high beams and room for one more. I think they're tied okay. for me, but those mm-hmm. two for sure are like the top of the top. The creme de la creme. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, I I actually it was kind of harder than I anticipated to choose my top five, um, but yeah, I, I I'm happy I'm happy with with the list as of now. I mm-hmm. think, um, but it was really fun to revisit this. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed it. It's actually made me want to read because there are some of these that I I never read, mm-hmm. so it's definitely making me want to check out some of these other ones because there are a lot of iconic stories that aren't even in this first one that get introduced in later books so i mean if you guys would like to hear us do this with the other books um let us know because i really enjoyed this and these books are really easy reads and yeah super super easy i would not mind at all (laughs) doing this again if you guys enjoyed this um, but I would be interested to know if you guys have a favorite from this first one, uh, which story you remember enjoying the most. If it's been a while since you've read it, um, you can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to talk to us in our discord, you can always slide into that. It's where we hang out with the homies and chit chat about horror, but other things as well. Uh, the link for that is going to be in our social media bios. 
Also, you homies should come and check us out on Twitch. Uh, we stream there on Mondays. We play spooky games, hang out with the homies, have some chit chat, some laughs, some screams. We'd love to see you there. The link for that is also in our social media bios. You can also email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And last but never least, if you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it if you leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you homies are thinking of the show. So if you have an account and haven't done that, we would love for you to. Over on Spotify, it's super easy to leave us a rating by clicking the stars underneath our name. But that is it for us today, homies. Once again, happy Halloween to everybody. Happy Halloween. Hope, hope you have a great day. And next time we will be seeing you, it will be November. So we will see you next month, homies. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.